This week on The Reverse Stick, there's attribution, constitution, self-exclusion and electrocution. A very sad hoppy story. And greetings, welcome to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. My name is John Lee. I'm joined by Matt Allen. And uh, I think it's safe to say that a week was just long enough to get over the antics and shenanigans of episode 150. Matt, how are you? Yeah, I'm good this week, mate. Hopefully uh, people can hear what I'm saying (laughs) rather than the slurry start to last week's show. It didn't get any better as it went on, but look, but it was our 150th to celebrate, wasn't it, John? Yeah, and, it was. And we'll bloody well celebrate however we want. Thank you so much, John O'Shea, for setting me up and making me drink that whole six-pack on the lead-in to record in the show last week. Well, we did speak to John O'Shea for three, three hours, hours yeah. before, <laughs> which, in retrospect... Probably wasn't the smart thing to do. So next but it was great to talk to John. That was a lovely conversation. It was. Next time we open up the TRS Clubhouse, we need to think about how, how we do it. After we've recorded. That, that's probably, After we've recorded. probably the best way. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, for episode 151 of the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Great to be here, John. Yes, and we've got some real hockey things to talk about today as well, Matt. Plenty, plenty, um, plenty, plenty. So let's get to it, shall we? So we got actually got a bit of real news. Yes, proper, proper act, news. actual news. Actual uh, but, news. But there, there, of course, there are results happening. I um, followed up the two-one win last last week with a three-three draw on on the Friday. On, on the sorry, on the Sunday. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah. So that was a good two how games did, in the weekend, they, and I was walking on how Monday. How they score the first goal? The opposition. Okay, that might have had something to do with the one thirty finish leaving here, <laughs> and um, I basically my stick wasn't touching the ground at the top of the day. <laughs> And uh, I went to traffic, and my, oh, I was a good foot off the ground. Um, <laughs> yeah. It took me a little while to get into the game, and then they went and scored a corner off that one. Yeah. How many times did you attempt waking up on Sunday morning? Uh, three times, John. I've got out of bed three times, walked around, and went, I'm not going to throw up. I'm just going to pop back to bed. Anyway, midday I got up. Yeah, bless, well bless my wife and lovely children for keeping the noise down. Oh. New daddy was feeling a bit sick. Yeah. <laughs> Had a, yes. Oh dear, not feeling very well today. Whew. And how long was that wait for the Uber last week? Jesus, it was a long time. Yeah, yeah, you could have got another can in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on with the news though, and it's um, a little bit of sad news to start the, the show, wouldn't you say? I'd call this sad news. It's and according to Hockey World News and others, but we're okay. taking it from Hockey World News. Shall I do it? No, Hugo. <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, Hugo Genesee fails doping control test. Um, now, this was reported by Hockey World News on the 2nd of July. Um, Blues midfielder, that's France, isn't it? Are we? Le Bleu. Le Bleu. Uh, Hugo Genesee, who's 28, underwent a positive doping control after the indoor final on February 9 while playing in the jersey of Amical Anderlecht. Traces of cocaine were detected in his analysis as well as during the second opinion, which he immediately requested. Uh, a French international risks a suspension of four years. Uh, it is the same sanction imposed on Evgeny Kuznetsov, the Russian ice hockey player of the Washington Capitals by the International Ice Hockey Federation in August of last year, 2019. 
Uh, on June 26, Genesee, who plays for the Waterloo Ducks during the outdoor season, was temporarily suspended pending trial before the judge at the end of July. The ARBH, as well as the Disciplinary Commission, were warned the Blues player, that being Genesee, sent an email to his coach and teammates earlier this week announcing that he is retiring from the team. It's a very sad story, said Jerry Doman, the president of Brabant. The club obviously cannot condone such actions which tarnish the image of hockey, but we respect the presumption of innocence since Hugo repeated that he had not ingested this substance. Um, Not great when a 28-year-old is possibly looking at a a four-year ban... Um, no, and is that a, a retirement from hockey altogether? Well, he's retiring from the team, it says. So he's obviously still fighting uh, this case? Well, well, I'm not sure why you would retire from the team if you were still fighting the case. Well, I know that when I was looking into some Asada things over here, there are some people that have got nine-year suspensions from their sport, but only when they come back from retirement. So they automatically retired you know, when, when these things happen. So if he so. was to retire today, just say, I'm retiring. Yeah. Uh, a, and in some sort of effort to avoid a ban, yep. it wouldn't matter because if he, even if he was 65 and he decided to come back to the game, that four-year ban still starts. I would think so, yeah. And, and and I would think that also within within hockey, if, if it's upheld by the FIH, then you can't even go and play a local game in, you know, in, in, a, in a local league because of national associations and state associations. Yeah, we're all tied different up leagues. Yeah, we, we all sign up to the, to the FIH terms, don't we? Well, look, it, uh, it doesn't say much here about whether what what the f- next step is, whether he's going to appeal the decision. I don't know. He's had his second test done, so it's come back, obviously saying that it's um, it's positive to yeah, cocaine. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> playing in an ind- indoor club competition, um, you know, maybe out partying. Um, doesn't mean he, he necessarily did ingest it, though, did it? You know, there's lots of circumstances well, where it could be in his system, potentially. We don't know anything about the testing and the levels that were tested for and the levels that you're allowed to have in your system. If, it, if it's a zero, it's just nothing, which means, you know, if you put your hand down on a uh, a basin in a nightclub toilet to, and, and then rubbed your face with your hand, maybe potentially you're rubbing cocaine on your face. Is that where... Where that people store it or something, is it, John? I don't know anything about this sort of thing. Oh, don't you? Oh, well, you, you should read. I'll send you an article uh-huh. that explains, because I didn't know either. Uh-huh. I, had to, I had to read right. the article as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, I understand. But, yeah. um, you know, they've, journalists and organisations have done tests over the years at things such as um, awards nights. Yeah. And uh, tested the surfaces of all the... Um, You've been to a lot of those? Benches. A lot of those awards? No, I don't no. get many awards, no. right? No. Tested the countertop benches of nightclubs and stuff. It's been many studies like that have been done, and that's where these activities occur in nightclubs. Apparently, man. right? I see. Because you can't do it on the dance floor, can you? I don't. I don't. I don't, have to, I don't even know how you do it, John. You know, oh, yeah. send me that article. We'll, What's we'll, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll look into, <laughs> look into it. But um, so we, yeah, it's hard to say with off the information we have. Hard to, have, but we'd like to think that oh, it's all a mistake, and he'll be back out there on the field. It might be he's just made one stupid decision. He's gone on the piss and... Yeah. Well, think of us last Saturday night. Yeah. If someone had to come in at the end of that recording and offered us a plate of cocaine and we'd have... We wouldn't even remember it. We wouldn't even know we'd done it. 
did, what, what do, you, do you do? Can you like eat it off a plate with a spoon? Is that? A... Yeah, that's exactly right. Right. Man. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll have to watch out for that. You know, this faux innocence you're throwing on though is not doing you any good whatsoever. <laughs> Shh, my dad's listening. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't don't know the circumstances of it. It, it could just be you're bloody unlucky, mate. Um, what a hard, a hard. Uh, Sentence it is oh, that you have to for a, just a simple yeah. little stuff up. Maybe he's the greatest coke fiend ever to hit the shores <laughs> of Europe, and <laughs> he's been snorting ten times a day for the last ten years. We don't know. I'm not suggesting that he does do that, but until you get more information, when's, when's Paris Olympics? Uh, when? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, twenty-four. Yeah, twenty-four. So you'd think he would have been hoping to still be around in that French side at, at 32, top of his game. Oh, you'd think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, he'd just be getting, you'd think he's just hitting the prime of his career now. Yeah, perhaps. As far as his athletic abilities yeah. and all that sort of stuff more, goes. Yeah. More to come with that one. Yes. Um, that just reminded me of some other news, but I've forgotten. You oh, got any more news? I've got lots of news. Um, Good. Well, yeah. Let's just let's include it all in the news, John, because I've read it from news sites and okay. and, and the like. Um, good to see some money going into the Namibia Hockey Union with a three million Namibian dollar sponsorship over the next three years. Uh, the sponsorship is from MTC, John, the largest um, telecommunications company in Namibia. Two million mobile subscribers. MTC stands for Mobile tele- telecommunications company. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So um, what, what's the what's sponsorship? The sponsorship for? goes towards national men and women's teams to help them cover their international commitments. Great. With each squad receiving five hundred thousand per year for the next three years. Excellent. The teams will be known as the MTC National Men and MTC National Women. Have the logos on the clothing and kits. Uh, uh, who said this? Mark. Now the president has said we've been engaging with MTC since twenty sixteen, but it just never got off the ground because of their huge involvement in soccer with the Premier League sponsorship amounting to millions. But now that agreement has not been renewed, and the MTC board decided to rather sponsor different sport codes and cultural groups to give a bigger spread over the Namibian market. So we were one of the lucky recipients to receive sponsorships. This is great news, because in the past the players had to cover their own expenses to go and compete internationally, but now if they have to make a contribution, it will be marginal. It's always a costly affair to attend international tournaments, especially in Central, East or Northern Africa, so this will help us a lot. Um, another little interesting thing is, uh, uh, with the Indoor World Cup taking place in Belgium in March 2021, time is running out and now said it was unlikely that qualifiers will still take place. I chatted to the CEO of the South African Hockey Association yesterday, and at this stage it looks highly unlikely. No one knows when the borders will open. There is no way that a team will agree to going into quarantine two weeks before and two weeks after a tournament because that will put them at a distinct disadvantage. If that's the case, then the International Hockey Federation's directives regarding COVID-19 will come into force, which states that the country with the highest world ranking will then qualify for the World Cup. In that case, Namibia's women's team will qualify because we are ranked 11th in the world, while South Africa is ranked 14th. For the men, South Africa will qualify because they are ranked higher than us. There we go. Oh, good news for Namibia. Yeah. Let's hope that the uh, money is used responsibly and wisely and $500,000 for each team. So that's per uh, year. Per year, know. that's a million dollars. Very tempting. Let's just hope that it, it goes to where it's... Well, just, it's just great to see a big player in it that is. local market getting in. And, and that goes for anywhere in. in the world when any sponsor tips money into the sport that it actually goes to where it's supposed to be going and doesn't filter off to other... Less administrative levels. Oh, yeah, even that sort of stuff. Suddenly they've got a brand new board table. Well, great. 
you know, <laughs> how about buying socks for the players? <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, other news, uh, in India, we spoke before and certainly we've talked about it on the Push Pass Pundits about Hockey India only recognising one state team for the newly structured um, national championships. Well, the Mumbai Hockey Association have decided against legally contesting Hockey India's move to withdraw their associate membership and recognise Maharashtra as the state's sole representative body for the sport. Uh, the Hockey India Directive issued in January came into effect on Wednesday. Um, Vidarbha Hockey Association, whose membership was also similarly cancelled, have approached the High Court. But uh, the um, Mumbai Association uh, fear they could lose not only their Hockey India membership, but also affiliation to Hockey Maharashtra. That would leave Mumbai Hockey nowhere. This is a quote from uh, Secretary Ram Singh Rathor. However, while we've accepted Maharashtra's affiliation for now, we will await the court's verdict on Vidarbha. If that goes in their favour, we can then approach the court with our case. So they're scared of being kicked out altogether. But uh, it's, it's, it's a city centre. They've got a great local competition there, a lot of numbers living there, and now they've got to be um, sort of incorporated um, into the wider state side. Um, M.M. Somnia, who won the junior national title with them back in 76, said, currently only Union Bank and Central Bank are recruiting city players, and that too on a contractual basis. Teams like Western or Central Railway and Indian Navy recruit players from outside Mumbai. Now, Mumbai companies will think twice before hiring hockey players as their chances of going on to represent the state and hopefully India will reduce drastically. So it's, it's this different way of looking at it, isn't it, John? It um, is. Very uh, different. And uh, let's have a little look here. Uh, yeah, Remedios, there's another guy who's quoted in here, said the consequences will be found right down to the grassroots level. If there are no jobs for hockey players in Mumbai, why will kids take up the game here? I hope our current players get a fair chance in the Maharashtra team. So they've obviously, you know, been involved with the big tournaments and that's, you know, they've now been gobbled up. This one, one, one state, one, one team system that's there. And, uh, yeah, they're concerned at the future of the game in Mumbai. Well, we will be looking at some Indian constitutional issues next week. Matt, on yes. The program. We've got some, Things lined up. We're just trying to um, do the research on. So we'll get to that. It's a, it, it, the, the, the whole way India works is intriguing. I find it intriguing. Um, yes, so. we will. Some research to come on that. Have you been doing any research this week, John? Oh, uh, yeah, I did. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. You are with the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. A little bit more news. You know what? This week marks at Matt. What what is it, John? It's the one year anniversary of the inaugural. What? Get the board ready. What do you? What do you? We need the round of applause. Oh, round of applause. Okay, wait a sec. You're going to do a big announcement like this. Here we'll get uh, crickets, laughter, scary trombone, harp. Oh, we don't have any applause. No, should we go back to the other page? No, because I got rid of all the. I'm stuffed it up. Harp? What's that one there? Nothing. Is it turned on? Yeah, it's oh, got it's nothing. All right, there's no light on there. See? All right, yeah. okay. Well, what, what, uh, what's the anniversary of? It's a one-year anniversary. <laughs> it's a one-year anniversary of the inaugural FIH Hockey Pro League Series, the first one Grand Finals. Oh, don't be like that, man. One year ago, this week. 
Oh, it's fantastic. Australia it? and yeah. the Netherlands yeah, yeah. Respe- lifted the men's and women's titles respectively. And we couldn't wait to get on to the next edition, could we? Oh, I couldn't wait. And, and I celebrated um, the one-year anniversary by um, wrapping an old plastic McDonald's toy in tin foil, and then uh, to simulate the effects of running around a ground with your champions chip trophy and yes. waving it to the crowd, right, yeah, I yeah. threw it to the dog, right, which yeah. simulated that. And yeah, 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 and it fell apart before it hit the dog. Um, it didn't last long. No. Uh, well, well, but you know, I felt I felt much better. I felt like I'd been part of what had happened one year ago. And guess what? It's it's the one month anniversary from when the second series of the FIH's <laughs> Pro League Finals should have been. Have they officially called it? Oh no, they haven't called it off. No, That's no, right. No, They've no. extended We've got it until next June. Yeah. No, we haven't. Yeah, we have. Oh. Uh, yeah, next. Yeah, it got till next June, and then we get the Olympics, and then we're into next set of pro leagues starting in September. We've got two and three years. Yeah. So we've got the one from this year goes into next year that goes into the year after. And they, oh, that's right. And it's going from, yeah, I remember now. We did a program about that, didn't we? Pro league. Haven't heard much about it. Not much to say, really, because no one's really playing hockey. Well, there's quite a few countries at back of the international programs are back onto the field. There's club hack, um, club hockey. A bit of that happening at the weekend with you. Uh, club, <laughs> club, club hockey, uh, obviously back underway where we are in Western Australia. I don't know if you noticed. We might have mentioned it last week. Um, do you want to, John? But we're, just... as, as a state, we're still in lockdown borders situation. It's only within our state were allowed to play hockey. If you wanted to go to Victoria to play a game, you'd have to stay. All that. I saw something out of Victoria. Out the window. One of the clubs in Victoria with the dates of their new season starting. Oh, when's that? Well, it's sooner than... Well, it's sooner than it really will happen. That's that's the truth there. Um, Had a bit of fun earlier on, John. Now, you know when uh, we had the... the, Oh, yeah, we'll get onto more hockey dice, but when we had our version of the hockey dice... Yeah, uh, we were of course uh, we had the FI, FH umpires down there in the corner, often known as the thumpires. the thumpires. Yeah, and, and occasionally we have gave given reference to them being the grumpires as uh, as well. Oh, they grumped up on us. So, uh, well, <laughs> just an interesting thread between myself and. Keely Dunn, obviously bored this morning. Is that on one or, of those private WhatsApp groups? It's just, it's very private. It's a, just a private one between uh, the two of us. And, Not uh, anymore. Uh, well, it won't, it won't be now, no. Uh, oh, and check out, uh, there's a new Ruley Tuesday thing that Keely's doing, like a couple of minute Ruley video. Tuesday. And if you've got a query on any particular uh, uh, query on any rules within the game, Bring back the bully. You can, well, there we go. Let's get do that, John. Bring back the bully. Or if you're listening, I to, will. I'll yeah. bring back the bully. Yeah. <laughs> so, right here we go, John. Are you ready? Yes. You're going to have to tell me what what these are, okay? Then thinking along the vein of of the thumpires and the grumpires. First one, Trumpires. Donald Trump. Is that what you're asking me? Well, what are, who are the, who are the Trumpires? You know, who could be uh, categorised in that in, in that group? What would be a uh, a trait of a Trumpire? The bloke that they are. Now, bear, bear in mind, they are an umpire, just like the, um, the just like the unruly um, physical the, ones, the thumpires, and those really upset, moody ones the, in the, the corner. The bloke that umpired the Divi One game at the northern end of Lake Lads last week. He's a Trumpire. He's one of our players as well. Was he? Yes. 
Really? Really? It's his first. It was his first A grade game of. Uh, Not the A grade game. The over fifties. Oh right, no, I don't know about that. No, no. no. No, he's a, he's all right, a okay, it's so, all right. So he's a right. Okay, well there you go. That's that's explained. Me, 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 me. That's explained it. Right there we go. That's what we needed to hear. <laughs> yeah. That's what we, you know, okay. we're trying to convey this to the listeners. All right, next one off the list. Plump eyes. Fatty bumbas. <laughs> okay, you said it. I didn't. All right. What about what about the stump eyes? Stump eyes, short yeah. ones, short people. You went short. I actually thought it was amputee whistlers, but there we go. Um, oh. What about the uh, the ch- the ch- chump chump eyes? Chump eyes. Yeah. Chump. Yeah. Chump chump eyes. Oh, I don't know. Don't know. I just think poor, like particularly poor um, uh, chumps. What a oh, geez, oh, okay, chump. yeah. All right, frump eyes. I would call them wank pies, but anyway, <laughs> it's the, um, it's the um. Oh, yeah. Uh, frump wank. Frump frump eyes. Frump eyes. Yeah. Oh, frumpy umpires. So clothing, like oh, but frumpy's a much attitude as it is clothing. It's mm. a mix. Okay, all right. Uh, or attitude. Crump, crump eyes. Crump eyes. Yeah. Crump. Mm. Very attractive. Crumpet. Oh well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> That's one. Crump eyes. Yeah. Kelly thought those who favour tasty pastries. I was thinking more of the dance move, the crump. Oh. Well, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, well, I'm just showing it to John now. You see, I'm very good at that one. No, no. The the pastry one would be umpires. But that's not what we're doing now. But it doesn't matter. It's, it's mm. pies. Uh, what about the slum pies? Pie pies. Slump. No, just keep on with the game. What? The slump. The slump pies. Sleepy. Okay. Awake. All right. Not awake. All right. The opposite then would be the jump pies. Hey. Jump pies. They should right off the edge of that very long jetty. Okay. What into about the deep ocean? All right. We'll keep going. The flumpires. Flumpires. Yeah. Floundering. They have no idea. All right. The bumpires. Bumpires. Yeah. Um, getting a bit too close to the game. Yeah. Running into players. Running into. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, the strumpires. Strumpires. Yeah. Um, they're the ones you can get a free hit out of if you buy them a drink All right. after the game. And then could that then turn into meeting one of the pumpires? <laughs> it could. They become a pumpire. Okay. Don't forget the French. Lumpires, lumpires. Well, French umpires, lumpires. Yeah. Uh, what about the dumpires? Dump. Yeah. Dumpires. Yeah. yeah. They should never be allowed to go near a hockey field ever again. No. It's, <laughs> a like, in their hand. it's a bit like weeing by the pitch side in England, isn't it? Yeah. Um, gumpires. Hey. Gumpires. Gump. Yeah. Gump. Yeah. Uh, well, I assume that's a reference to Forrest. Well, it could be. That's the way that they run up and down the... the so, well, in fact, they go to run to the halfway line following the play and keep on going to the other, other umpire there. <laughs> and to the next field, and I've started borrowing that one. <laughs> well, that's, well, see, that would be great in the Netherlands where you've got 15 turfs back oh, to back. Yeah, they can yeah. just rotate right, right. through. Just, hey, hey, uh, just keep them on a... Um, yeah, as long as they're like 30 metres apart, they can just run past and go, oh, no, yeah. free hit there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, all right, okay. What about this one? The mumpires. Mumpires? Yeah. Oh, that's someone umpiring a junior game who's female. and So they've been rope, roped in last dad minute. Dad umpires would be... <laughs> Dad's doing it. <laughs> well, could, would Dad be the rumpires? No, he'd be, he'd be the grumpires. <laughs> yeah. Umpires? Uh, nearly there. Umpires? Yeah. Oh, well, they're... They're people who are too young to be actually sh- should not be able to should not be allowed to umpire. There you go. 
Too young to umpire. Right. Not as in the yum yum. No. Because that's more like, young. that's more your, um, young your, all, young the, all the FIH appointments these days, isn't it? Apparently. Uh, any more? I think, I, I think that's what the lot, oh, of course. Don't forget all the ones, uh, that are blowing the whistle in the West Midlands in England. What? The Brom, Brompires. Brompires, oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And the, uh, the indignant ones. The Harumpires. You and Keely really thought about um, this, didn't you? What about the ones that like stealing apples? What? The Scrumpires. Oh. Huh? And maybe play a bit of rugby on the side. And we're, uh, we're just. What's we're, apples got to do with scrums? We're scrumping. What's that? That's where you go and nick people's apples from trees and from orchards. You go scrumping. Oh, I don't know anything about that, man. There you Tell go. me more about that. <laughs> I'm not going to get arrested for the uh, nicking apples, you know, you and your cocaine in toilets. <laughs> <laughs> That's another story, buddy. Uh, and we avoided the one beginning with C. So there we go. A uh, bit of fun there. If you've got any, do email into us, Matt at the reverse stick dot net or John at the reverse stick dot net. Oh. <sighs> It's a reversity. The Global Hockey Podcast. Um, oh, you, you mentioned le- electrocution in, oh, no, in I'll, the I'll, intro. I'll, well, let me lead into this because okay. I've been giving you a hard time in recent weeks about the skullduggery that's been going on at the Fremantle Coburn Hockey Club mm-hmm. in regards to executive positions there. Yeah. And your completely untenable position, obviously. But um, someone, the, the person that you've just... Uh, let dangle there at the vice president's position. Come on, let's be fair. I had an hour and a half on the phone to him yesterday. Counselling. Well, <laughs> but um, apparently um, the the realities of being uh, the men's vice president at a major West Australian hockey club have come home to roost for him. Yes. Well, um, well apart from all of the you know the hard work and and time that he's he's put it in, there was almost a family tragedy. Um, one of his, they got, if you follow him on Facebook, you know, he's got a couple of lovely bunnies at home, you know, big, fat, bloody, floppy ears on them. Now, uh, but, already, but, 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 I'm having an ideological issue with Matt Thomas. So, but they are lovely. They're lo- feral, Matt. They're lo- feral. Lovely, lovely pair of bunnies. Hence, it's a hoppy story, not a hockey story. <laughs> See what hoppy, we did hockey, there. yeah, it was pretty yeah. clever. And, we uh, should get a job in social media. So he was we'll work- talk about that. We, in a were, we, we were talk- He was working away on the laptop, and uh, one of the lovely uh, bunnies bit through his laptop cable and electrocuted himself, <laughs> and burnt off all his whiskers. Oh, <laughs> poor thing! Going to be walking into door, bat- hopping into doorways, and all sorts of things they use, don't they? For- so he took the rabbit to the vet. To the vet, yeah, because it singed its whiskers off. Yeah. Well, you never. You might want to. I don't know. Maybe you. Can you can you graft? Tra- can you transplant? Can you? They grow. They grow themselves. Do they? Yeah, yeah. They can't, grow back. Can't shave them off a neighbour's cat and stick them on. I reckon the vet, as soon as that door closed and Matt walked out, pissed himself like, or herself. No, but you've got to give. You've got to do an ECG or whatever it is to check the ticker's still going all right on it's the on, rabbit, the, on the bunny. It's not dead. It's got its <laughs> things burnt off by the time the electricity's already happened. What are you going to do if the, the the vet goes? Oh, we put it on this machine, and it, I think we need to. I think we need to do some open open heart surgery on a rabbit. Uh, on a lighter note, uh, the oldest one had a cross country race yesterday, and uh, she was in the girls' race, and then the boys' race. The race after, I didn't see that. She said, "Oh, there was drama in the race. So and so, they had a uh, asthma attack, and uh, 
uh, child number one uh, had to be put in a wheelchair after the race. And I went, oh, isn't child number one, he's pretty good at running, though. He said, yeah, he was in the lead. I said, well, how did, what did he do? He was turning around looking to see who was behind him and ran into a tree. <laughs> You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, and it's time for Ding Constitution Corner. Now, Matt. Didn't you pay for the sting this week? No. You just figured you could do it yourself. I'll do it myself. So, look, I've got to fiddle with buttons and swapping yeah. screws. It's just easy to do that. Now, you asked me two weeks ago, mm-hmm. episode 149, how many players do you need in your country to become a national association? Remember that? Yes. Yes. Well, I've done some digging, and I've got an answer. No, for how you. many? How many players? Yeah. How many players do you need? What did you just say? Yeah. How many players do you need yeah, yeah. for your country to be for you to? Sorry, I was reading yeah. my phone. So what did I do? You, I went. You went to the into statutes. It. Gone to the statutes. Article two, members. Uh, clause two. One country, one member. In accordance with the Olympic Charter, membership of the FIH is open to one national association, or NA, for each country. The sole and exclusive authority of a member to govern hockey at the national level shall extend as far as the political boundaries of the country that it represents. Now that goes on. The rights and obligations of members, subjects, subject always to the other provisions of the statutes, regulations and other rules and regulations and decisions of the FIH. Full members shall enjoy all the rights and benefits conferred on members by the statutes, including, without limitation, recognition as the sole governing body for hockey, the right to participate in meetings of Congress, the right to make proposals for inclusion on the agenda of the Congress, to nominate candidates for the Executive Board, to take part in FIH international events, take part in FIH assistance and development programs, and to exercise all other rights arising from the statutes and regulations, other rules and regulations and decisions of the FIH. Each full member and provisional member must respect and further the purposes set out in Article 1.4 of these statutes, and that article uh, relates to the fundamental purposes of the FIH to promote and develop hockey, blah, 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 blah. Uh, must pay all dues, members' subscriptions, must determine its office holders by democratic elections, ensuring at all times an adequate minimum representation of each gender within its governance structure. Uh, it must manage its affairs autonomously. We've read this one before. And without interference from bodies outside the Olympic movement. So bodies within inside the Olympic movement just interfere as much as you like. Jump on the board. Jump on. I must comply in all respects to the statutes and regulations, must adopt and implement and enforce within its country regulations that are consistent with the statutes, blah, blah, blah. The criteria for membership, Mm. 2.3. To be and to remain a member, an NA must satisfy both at the time it applies for membership and at all times after it has been admitted as a member of all of the following requirements. These are the requirements. A. It must be concerned solely and exclusively with the administration, organisation and playing of hockey and not with any other sport, provided that the Executive Board may make special and temporary exemptions from this requirement in respect to new small NAs. 
I'm not sure what that means. It must claim the exclusive right to govern both men's and women's hockey in a in its country, i.e. it must not recognise any other body's claim to govern either men's or women's hockey in its country, other than by exercise of powers delegated to that other body by the NA. I'm still hooked up on this. Um, so the, the, the can you tell me exemptions from this requirement to re- to respect of new small national associations? So it can be linked to another sport, provided that you're a new small NA. Right. I've yet to find where new small NA is um, described in these statutes, right, regulations, yeah, 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 etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm assuming it's there. I have to keep looking. Well. It- You'd have to say it would be related to population or number of number of players. Does, do we find out? Do we find out? Uh, criteria for membership C, its constitution must declare its opposition to discrimination of any kind, such as discrimination on the grounds of race, colour, gender, sexual orientation, language, religion, political or other opinion. Political or other opinion. It must declare its opposition to discrimination on the basis of political or other opinion, national and social origin, property, birth, and other status. It's for blah, blah, blah. D, it must be solvent. Mm-hmm. And E, the executive board must have confirmed that its constitution and any amendments from time to time are compliant, consistent with all the stats and regulations. So that's it. That's the criteria to be a member. There is nothing, as far as I can figure out from the uh, general regulations, the statutes, the integrity stuff. So we could have um, we could have election manual. You don't even you don't even have to have one hockey player in your country. All you have to do is form an association to say that you're going to develop hockey. That 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 yeah, that you are developing hockey or whatever. But there's no specific you must have before you're a national association two hundred members or five hundred members or whatever. So are we moving? What? Are we moving? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, we, we could. We'll look at what happened with Hockey India. Yeah. There, there was international, the Indian Hockey Federation was already there, recognised by the FA. Yeah, we're not, we're not trying to take over a, nas- a national federation. Let's just find a country that doesn't, doesn't have one and go and be oh. the two sole hockey players there. We don't have to be even players. We just have to administer them. Well, no, okay. we're, we're going to... They'll need hey, hockey that. ones. We could have a national league at Hutt National River. league, yes. <laughs> you could be one team and I'll be the other. Right. Hockey ones. We're well, there. Yeah, but anyway, so there's no, if, as no, far if as I can tell, there's no requirement to have a certain number of people signed up as hockey players for you to be recognised as a national association. You have All you have to do is uh, be concerned solely and exclusively with the administration organisation of playing hockey. Yep. Uh, you must have the exclusive rights to govern both the men's and women's games. Yep. You must um, just declare that you're a new age person that doesn't uh, discriminate against anybody for any reason whatsoever. Yep. Be solvent and um, confirm that all your statutes and board stuff comes up to FIH scrutiny. Well, if you're a, a nation state uh, out there in the world and you're looking to develop your hockey programs, John and I are very, very happy to emigrate we'll and um, yeah, t- take. Uh, Where'd well, you like to go? What countries are left? Because there can't be too many. Well, we've left. got 176. Korea. No, they've got a, they, no, they've, they've got they've got one already. Why don't we Why don't we start the Korean 
Hockey Association because you've got a South Korean Hockey Association, you've got a North Korean Hockey Association. Yeah. So we're not stepping on anybody's toes by having a Korean Hockey Association. No, and then we can then go and step on their toes afterwards, John, can't we, and take over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and well, then unify it and make sure that we're the only recognised hockey federation through all of Korea. Next week on Constitution Corner, we will be having a look at the Indian Hockey Federation and Hockey India. How did that all work out? Are listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gents. Thank you also to our Patreon subscribers. If you would like to support our hockey podcast endeavours, please do go to patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick. And of course, you can follow us on the socials on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at the reverse stick. How is the social media going, Matt? Good, our Twitter numbers are creeping up and up and up, and uh, you know I really like being on Instagram. I love the uh, the opportunity to share all those vintage photos and bits about our podcast. And, and are they the like vintage that, photos where you post uh, well, where I, you got I, the photo from? Yeah, I find old hockey magazines and take the photograph myself of the pictures from within that will you know scan it, mm-hmm. and then I'll crop them to fit the Instagram style, and then I'll put the filters on. And then I'll write a little bit about the piece and, you know, I'll quite often, let's say... Um, tag other people into it. Well, I'll yeah. tag people that are either in the pictures or the, or the national associations or the yeah. individual teams. Um, if, if the photographer is still alive on, an, on Instagram, for, for example, or on, on, on Twitter, I'll put their handle in there. I'll always put the source material. And just so it's fair, I'm not saying that it's... Our contact, you know, I, I haven't taken those photographs in the very first place, but I am reviving them from, from magazines from 30 to 60 years old, as we'll find out shortly in Matt's Mystery File. And uh, so, yeah, the, to, to really try and share some of the hockey history that's out there. Now, we've seen a bit more of it through lockdown, and there's been opportunity for people to get into personal archives and, and start putting stuff out, which is absolutely sensational. Yeah, it's great. Love to see it. I really do love to see it. You know what I don't like to see, though, John? Um, bikinis on Fat Old Ben. Yeah, I definitely don't like to see that. Um, social media posts that don't give attribution to their source? Yes, John. And certainly from those that you'd think would know better, certainly from national associations who think it's okay to go to somebody's Instagram or Facebook feed, lift an image that, is has only been posted online anywhere by the people that have posted that originally. Give no attribution to the person that's posted it. Give no attribution to the person that's taken the photograph, and give no, no attribution to the article um, from the the, uh, the magazine that it came out of in the first place. Now there are a lot of examples of this activity going on out there. Matt. Well, we did have we had a picture pinched from the. Remember that one that I put up about it looked like the guy might, might be in the fencing, fencing gear. Yeah, the we ger- talked German about it on the pod. Yeah. Um, somebody reposted that week, uh, that this, this week, week. Um, on on Instagram. Someone who's you know pinching hockey videos left, right, and centre and reposting them as their own content to try and build a following uh, on on Instagram. They're fair play. They've got good numbers. They've got about eleven thousand on there. But stop it. Give attribution to where you got that original image, please, please, please. Now, the thing that's got me most riled this week is Hockey Australia. And they've done exactly what we've just been speaking about. I did a post um, back in February, which had Norman Hughes um, from the GB side at the time, 82 World Cup, I think it was, uh, and Peter Hazelhurst uh, on the ball, the two of them. 
I put it out there on Twitter. I tagged in Norman. He liked it. There was a few comments on there. I, got, I put the stadium that the game was played at. Who else scored in the game? I think Craig Davies and Rick Charlesworth got goals in there. So a bit of history around it. Well, lo and behold, this week, the blast from the past, I think it was on Thursday from Hockey Australia, is that exact same photo, the same filter, the same crop. It's just been taken off one of our feeds. It's downright rude. I got in touch with them about it, John. Yeah. And what th- did they say? 36 hours later, no reply. Absolutely nothing. It's bloody rude, guys. Don't be so effing lazy. Go into your own archives and find some photographs. Don't go online and nick other people's stuff. I'm not saying it's, it's ours, but at least I'm doing the right thing by putting attribution to where it's come from originally. You're not. It's rude and you're out of order. Oh, yes, thank you for saying that. Can I just also point out that you are paid by our National Association not to go around and knock off other people's stuff without attribution, but to generate your own content. Yeah. Hey, that's that's what your job is, to generate content, not troll the internet looking for images you think you can knock off and use without proper attribution. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be fair, I'll put my hand up, John. I haven't made contact with the people at the magazine to see if I can have their permission to use those images again 50 years later, 40 years later. You know why, John? Because they went out of business 35, 40 years ago, so I can't go to anybody. So, you know, I'm the one who's actually putting in the work to try and give a new life to these images and share our hockey history. Look, if if Hockey Australia had just retweeted or reposted yes. what you'd done. They were tagged in it originally. Yeah, Kookaburras were. were tagged in it originally, and now Kookaburras have put, have put it out, which is you know, on, or, on the same banner. Hey, thanks to the reverse stick, we've got this picture, or whatever it might be. And then Rebrand people can it, follow whatever. back your attribution to the original sources. And let's let's face it, this is happening, as you mentioned. Or, yes, Rod, we're talking to you. It happening all over social media at with, the moment. Well, it's got to stop. With Give big, attribution. Yeah, it's with, not your work. This is big You're media players it. as yeah. well. Big media players in hockey are doing, are, are taking other people's posts and rebranding them and putting them out. And know? it's just wrong. And it actually, we know it's happening and we can see it and we can pick it. And it just lowers your opinion of the people that do do that crap because it's, you know, stop big noting yourself, basically. It's it, you didn't do it, and you whack your brand on it. You know you're lucky that a lot of these people don't have the legal teams like big media organisations do to come down and hammer your ass. Yeah. So that's what would happen. Somebody suggested to me, well, why don't you put your logo on those photos? Because they're not my photos, <laughs> you know. That's and, and I'm not claiming that they are. We're 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 sharing them. Some people might say, well, then it's no different than somebody then resharing that again. I think it is a little bit different. It's a lot different you know? branding it as your own. Yeah. As opposed to resharing, share content, share it as much as you like, but don't don't infer that it's your content. Yeah. There we go. You had enough of that? Yeah, I've had enough of that. Yeah, I've had, I'm I'm waiting for the response. Get in touch, Hockey Australia. Just a little. Yeah, sorry guys, we'll we'll try better in the future. Not just a total blank. Or well, how about doing your jobs? We're we're not getting paid to do this stuff, and yet we can go. You can go and find all of this these wonderful photos that you're posting up everywhere, why can't Hockey Australia just go and do it themselves? After all, they are being paid to do it. There should be an archive somewhere, shouldn't there? You'd think there might be. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. It is time now for Matt's 
Mystery file. Give me, he's taking me by this surprise. This week we delve into the now defunct Hockey Circle magazine. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. There's every chance we're going to pull something out we have done before. Get a red John. one. I need to refresh. August 63. Good thing it's uh, black and white print. You can, you're able to read it. Turning the pages, folks. It's a visual explosion. This segment, I've got to tell you, it's a pity we're not doing it on on video on YouTube or something, because uh, this would just be magic television. Can you it's just almost keep, as good keep, as the radio keep, that it, it, keep talking it for a moment? Podcast. Okay, oh, this is your segment. You're supposed to. Be I know, but talking. you've just taken me by surprise, and now I'm just flicking through. Can uh, all right. <laughs> Here we go. Travel costs hit rep players. Oh. Costs. What a problem these are becoming in present-day hockey, almost reaching the stage where players could be even priced out of the chance of making a national team. The Brisbane Hockey Association has been very much concerned about the heavy expenses incurred by the travelling players at the, at, and at the July delegate meetings of the various clubs. A scheme was adopted to... Sorry, that's terribly read... The Brisbane Hockey Association has been very much concerned about the heavy expenses incurred by the travelling players and at the July delegate meeting of the various clubs. A scheme... Geez, it's not very well written. It's not how I'm reading it. Um, a scheme was adopted to raise funds for the assistance of all members from Brisbane who may be selected in next season's three state teams. This will, of course, include the Olympic trials in Perth in May. The target has been set... The target that has been set is $500... No, it's not. It's £500. And club delegates have promised to give it all their support. There you go. Back in 1963, costs for attending tournaments were still a hot topic, John. 1963, they're coming from Brisbane to Perth. Or oh, that that was a big trip in those days. Yeah. Uh, that probably would have been on train. Airfares might have been... Oh, they might have flown. Might have just about flown. Yeah, but I, I think... know that... Um, Cricket teams who were playing in the Sheffield Shield at that time used to travel by train. They would catch a train over to Melbourne or Adelaide and then hop around the East Coast by the train. Back page of the uh, this article, the advert is for Queensland Government Railways. Yeah. Move it fast by Queensland's finest transport, a complete freighting service. For pleasant comfort travel, use the modern air-conditioned trains. Sunlander, Brisbane, Cairns. Westlander, Brisbane, Cunnamulla. Midlander, Rockhampton, Winton. Inlander, Townsville, Mount Isa. And then you turn the page, John. Have a hoppy, have a, have a happy holiday. Every day is a happy day when you plan it through ANSET ANA holiday service, whether you want to go to Adelaide or Ayers Rock, the Gold Coast or the Gulf Country, Hobart or Hayman Island. Let us plan it for you. Nothing They're in good hands those. all the way with ANSET ANA holiday service. So ANSET uh-huh. when, when were the uh, national airline carrier. How would, how would you reckon you'd go? On a, a, a five-day train journey with your hockey team across the country. <laughs> well, there'd be a lot of sleeping. Hey. And, they, him, and page 14, we've got a, an advert for Redline Coaches. And now, the greatest opportunity in Australian travel history, TAA Flyaway Holidays. So, yeah, they were flying then. then oh, no, they were flying, but I'm thinking about the, the prohibitive cost right, of sending yeah. a sports team. So you got... Eleven back in those days. Well, they, Eleven. Well, they probably would have travelled with fourteen or fifteen or sixteen, something like that. But no, remember, there was I, no I, interchange. I no, back I don't then. think they did. I don't think they did. I reckon they were going on like twelve or thirteen, 13. plus a doctor you, slash coach or. You, because there there was no interchange, so you didn't need 
20 man squads yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And it was very, very expensive. So from a cost effective point of view, that trains would have been the way to do it. Oh, that would be great. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Festa, Davo, Scotty. <laughs> Hey, no, little it, it would slammy. stink. It would stink. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. We're just about done. Got anything else, Matt? Uh, we we were going all right in the tipping competition in the Hockey WA Premier League here this week, and then last night we had a shocker. Tuesday was Tuesday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night games. We got three from three, no dramas. Oh, they were the ones I picked, weren't they? Oh, yes. They, yes. <laughs> and then I was rather bold about uh, a draw in one of the games, which was queried by Hockey Western Australia on Instagram. Um, and then I said, well, who are these other chumps that are um, in, in the competition anyway? Um, anyway, three results all went down for us last night. So uh, I've got the tips in today. There's a game starting this evening for this weekend. There is some more live stream hockey. Hashtag live stream hockey. Check out at the Hockey Live. That's being broadcast from Hockey WA with Ash Morrison on the mic. Brand new Hockey World news is out there, yes. really. Uh, Good stuff. Yeah, great one. Get your eyes, issue. Uh, read uh, it. eyes around that one. Well done to... I didn't write anything, so make sure you read this one. Well done to Phil Taylor, pub landlord in Loddon. Set up a hockey pitch in the, in the backyards uh, and of, of his pub. So a uh, bit of social distance training happening there and, you know... Handy, have a pint, pitch side. Hockey dice, check out Findo's post from the hook. Some fantastic hockey dice from, I don't know, about 100 years ago. A drinking game of some sort attached to it. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, we, we, we missed the boat there. We weren't, we? we weren't the pioneers, but some great stuff. Check that out too. And, of course, get on to the hockey community, thehockeycommunity.com. Yeah. Got to check that out this weekend uh, alongside having our second game for the season that's right mate 7 o'clock game tomorrow night for me when are you on Uh, 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon just in time to have a game and watch the ones good luck buddy G'day John this is uh, Matt Allen co-host of the Reverse Stick the Global Hockey Podcast just uh, driven home after recording this week's episode 151 and just a thought came to me Um, I didn't give any attribution to um, a couple of the articles that I mentioned Uh, so here we go Hauga shoots from the Namibian newspaper thanks very much for the the article on the MTC sponsorship and also on the news on Mumbai hockey Subod Mayur from midday.com that's mid-day Com. And finally, mention of uh, the pub in, in Loddon that helped with social distancing. Uh, that was on the BBC Sport website. So you see, it's never too late to correct your mistakes.